Y'all know exactly what's fin to go down. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at in the world right now. Y'all know what's going down. It's another Camper Chronicle Productions, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Bringing the Wood Podcast, and I am your host. You know it. You know it. D Mother Loving Wood. Happy Football Friday. Happy, do I say late Thanksgiving? Late Turkey Day? Late Pull Up and Eat Day? All of the above. Uh, Thanksgiving was nice, man. Ate good. Went to a couple relatives' house, hung around some family, some good laughs, good food. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy holidays. I know I'll probably say that one more time in December to y'all. But again, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, all that good stuff. I hope y'all had an amazing one. Already had leftovers for breakfast. Y'all know how that go. Uh, And I'll eat fruit and Thanksgiving for lunch as well after this. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I didn't drop yesterday uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, I planned on it. I thought about doing a late night drop and just popping down to present y'all with a with a late night eight nine o'clocker after the after the Niner game went off. I was around a bunch of bunch of footballers too. Thought about doing a panel, just a random pop up panel, but uh, I kept it kept it low key, man. They just enjoyed the family and the little sports talk with uh, the OGs, man. But it was definitely a good look, uh, and there was definitely some good football going on. And we're going to get straight to the football that was played yesterday. We'll get into the football that's going to be played today. We'll get into the college games that will be played tomorrow. Some games played today. We even got some games on right now. Miami versus Boston College on right now. That's the game that's on right now. But, again, we're going to start with the NFL, and we're going to get into it. We'll get we'll get right into it. Um, news and notes. I want to start. We'll start with some of the quicker notes Bad things that's going on. We got a lot of firings going on. Uh, you got Matt Canada, the Steelers' offensive coordinator, being fired because they haven't led a team, led a game in total yards all season, but yet have a winning record. Kenny Pickett's terrible this year. Did not take that step forward. We expected George Pickens and Deontay Johnson uh, just can't seem to get a rhythm. So those are the firing for Matt Canada. It makes sense. Time to shake, shake, shake something up. I was surprised Tomlin did it midseason. That lets you know, though, that it was a problem, though, that Steelers haven't, I have, you know, I always got to go do research on teams like this. But the Steelers haven't fired somebody midseason since 1960, bro, since the 60s. That was the last time they fired an assistant during the season was in the 60s, bro. They handled their business offseason. But again, when you're having success like this and the wins and losses says it, but your 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 statistical categories don't. It's a little bit of a problem because that feels like fool's gold. And then when you have what you had happen in your division, where now Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow are out for the year, you have a high chance of now making the playoffs, even more than what you already had. It goes up more. So you're all hands on deck, knowing that you have a chance to not only make a playoff, but if you do it the right way, you can host a playoff game. Um, so I definitely think that they're going to definitely, uh, 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 you know, try to get this offense going. We'll see this week what it what it looks like under the new OC. Uh, we we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. What will be the changes? But we know there will be some changes. And again, the goal is to score more points. So hopefully the Steelers do that. Um, another coordinator that was fired. The off defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, Jack Del Rio. Uh, he got blew out too many times this season, especially after coming off a loss to the Giants last week, turning around, losing to the Cowboys this week. It's just been an up-and-down defensive year for that team. No Chase Young, no Montez Sweat. Yeah, it's time to go. Uh, I think 
Jack Del Rio is next as well. And we'll see what happens with Eric Bieniemy. Hopefully he can get the chance to get the head coaching job, maybe on a short one, two-year deal. Even though it's crazy, he's going to still be on the short leash when he's got Sam Howell leading the league in passing yards. Um, but we'll still see. You know, well, he only can control what he can control. But I definitely do think that's why they did bring him in, is to maybe slowly usher Del Rio and his regime out, bring in the guys that Bieniemy want, turn this thing around um, sooner rather than later. But again, Jack Del Rio fired as the Washington Commanders DC. Um, another coach that may have been on the hot seat won't be uh, is my guy Mike Vrabel. Uh, Ron Carthon and Amy came out. Amy's our owner. Both came out and said that they are confident that he's the right coach for our long-term success. Again, this season is an anomaly. I truly believe if Will Levis would have played all preseason, he probably would have been in earlier. Maybe he wins the job out in preseason. If not, he's in much earlier than the bye week, week seven, week eight. And this season could be different with him. Um, again, we I'm not saying we're, we're an eight, nine win team, but we're definitely better than three and seven. Um, but again, his job is safe. Again, it's what they say now. But I do think, uh, you know, we are, I'm not going to say in tank mode, but we definitely know that it's going to be tough to make the playoffs where we are currently s- sitting at. And with what we have left on the schedule, could definitely be tough. So we will, we will see. Uh, I do just want to continue to see the growth of Will Levis uh, as a quarterback and as a signal caller, uh, playmaker. Again, a little bit more running. I think that'll help out so much. But uh, Verbal's job is safe. Somebody whose job who wasn't safe, but who I think isn't mad that his job wasn't safe. And that's Shaq Leonard, formerly known as Darius Leonard, the all-pro linebacker from the Colts. Uh, had two neck injuries the last two seasons. Um, says he's fully healed. Doctor says he's fully healed. But with him being out for two years, the Colts have had time to play a lot of other guys, bring in guys, sign guys, to where now they kind of don't really need him. And he's really just been watching the games, you know. So they cut him. And uh, I think he's going to – obviously, he's going to get picked up. It's Darius Leonard. This guy was an all-pro, one of the best backers in the league when he was healthy. I think two teams that come to mind both sit in the same division. And that's the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think there are two teams that are in win-now mode who could use a guy of his caliber. Um, another team is the Vikings. I think the Vikings could use a guy like this, put him on your lineup, start him at middle, and let him go out there and lead your team um, from start to finish. As, again, as long as health is uh, up there. You know what I'm saying? As long as his health is all right. Long as, uh, long, yeah, as long as he's healthy and as long as it, they say he's going to be straight. I think that's a guy that has some has some chance to uh, definitely get on the team, make an impact. Cleveland Browns could use a middle linebacker as well. I definitely think uh, he could definitely be some help to that team. And as far as AFC teams, um, I said the Browns already. Maybe the Bills as well. No Matt Milano. That hurts a lot. I think Darius Leonard can help them out. You get him and Avon Miller, two all-pro caliber players. I think that can help out. But I definitely do think Cowboys and Eagles have a high chance of getting him. And then, again, the Eagles just cut Derek Barnett uh, today. Former 2017 first-round draft pick, Super Bowl champion. Um, he's been cut. He just never really fully panned out at the University of Tennessee. Never really just took over as that DN. That's why they kept bringing Brandon Graham back. Uh, back. That's why Josh Sweat got the chance that he got as a late-round pick out of Florida State. And he ended up getting a little deal out of it. 
And this guy has to be the odd man out. You got Jalen Carter catching on, Jordan Davis, um, all these guys. So, uh, odd man out. I do think he'll get signed rather quickly, maybe, because, again, you can't have too many pass rushers. So, I could definitely see a team like maybe the Chicago Bears trying to reach out, team they can get him. Now, you got him and Montez Sweat now as two, two ends to at least play the last five, six games together. I think that could be something. But, uh, yeah, again, I think this is the Eagles making room. Trying to go after Darius Leonard as well. Um, and again, that's why I said I do believe the Eagles and the Cowboys, especially with the Cowboys losing Van Der Esch for the season. And now you can use, uh, you know, Micah Parsons more inside, more outside. Now when you move him to the outside and he's just rushing, you got somebody in there who can uh, make calls and know exactly what they're doing. So I do like that. For it, that could work for the Cowboys. And for Philly, it's the same thing. You got the interior front, but you let go of TJ Edwards. Uh, you let go of, uh, I can't think of the other linebacker's name, but again, now you got N'Kobe Dean playing. You got Cunningham, who you brought in from free agency. So again, you got a bunch of guys that you got just, you know, out of, out of the free agency and a rookie who's unproven. Not a rookie, but a third round rookie from last year who's unproven. So why not get Darius Leonard? I definitely think he can help those guys out uh, tremendously. Uh-huh. The Steelers also signed a veteran linebacker, Blake Martinez, former Raiders linebacker, former Panthers linebacker, former Giant, former Packer, all of the above. Uh, Going to help out in the Steelers linebacker unit um, as well for depth. And uh, Kareem Jackson, safety from the Broncos, got suspended again. After he already was suspended for a game for targeting, doubles back. And as soon as he comes off of his uh, two-game suspension, hits Josh Dobbs. And now he's going to be suspended for four games. Um, Of course, he's going to try to uh, appeal it. But I don't think they are going to let him. But, yeah, uh, tough one. Tough one for him. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. Got to calm down, OG. I know you still have a little throwback player. Especially a throwback Bama player at that. So, yeah, he still hits. Uh... The Browns signed Joe Flacco uh, to be their backup and to be like a, a I don't want to use the word mentor, but mentor slash guidance to DTR while he's about to go on this journey of being a starting quarterback for a potential playoff team in the Cleveland Browns. And you bring in Flacco for insurance just in case this guy freezes up, moment gets too big, or maybe he get hurt out here in the field. We got to have somebody that knows the division, knows the playbook, knows the layout of the land. And uh, Flacco's a solid guy. Uh, A-Rod, speaking of quarterbacks, A-Rod says he's eyeing a Christmas or Christmas Eve return. Uh, Most likely the Christmas Eve game versus Commanders. But that's only if the Jets are in a playoff hunt. I don't think the Jets will be in the playoff hunt. Uh, If they're in in another two or three weeks, I think it'll be all bad. And then their Christmas return won't even matter. And then you can just heal up and get ready to run it back next season. If you still want to play next season. That's definitely one of those things. And just going from the quarterback they're hoping to get back to the quarterback that they're officially done with. Zach Williamson officially benched by the Jets. They're going with Tim Doyle now, who was the backup for A-Rod in Green Bay as well. Um, Again, man, we've seen enough of Zach Wilson, dog. I I would even go out on an extent. I heard somebody else say this. They probably should just cut Zach now so he can just go and get a head start on finding a new place. Get the training. So you ain't even got to focus on being a, a, a professional yet. You just focus on being a quarterback. But I definitely think this is uh, this is tough for him. 
you know. And he says uh, he don't feel like he being scapegoated. He like, we haven't scored enough points. We haven't been scoring touchdowns. And I have to be the reason we score points. And I definitely do think it's him. Uh, reading coverage is just hard for him, dog. And I, I, it's hard to explain when you watch it. It's like sometimes the guys are open and he's still just not making the throw. And again, he, it's, like he, it's like they have to kind of just be wide open for him to make the throw. So I do think that's kind of a tough look. When you gotta be, when you only good at throwing it to wide open receivers, yeah. In the NFL, it's not gonna be too many guys running wide open, and if they are, something that something went wrong <laughs> in the offense. You know what I'm saying? On the defense, it's a busted play. So sometimes you're gonna have to make some fitted throws. Sometimes I think uh, guys like him, because he's not the only guy who has this problem. But sometimes I think guys like that are always looking for the big play because they got this big talented arm. When the progression tells you take the read that, you know, it's first given to you. And sometimes the first read open and you're like, well, it's open. Let me check for something else. I can come back to that. Sometimes you don't got that time. Sometimes you literally got to take what they give you. And uh, I, I sometimes I don't think that's what he does. And I don't think he just develops the, qu- qu- the, qu- the play quickly after that. After they take away the read he's looking for or after he looks past the initial read, he can't get back to that read. It's just He doesn't process that fast. So. Uh, I think that's just one of those reasons that got him benched. And, again, I don't think Tim Doyle's going to do any better. So, again, these guys are going to, like I said, more than likely not make the playoffs, not be in the hunt come Christmas Eve. And we will not see Aaron Rodgers this year pull off a Christmas miracle and come back and play after tearing his Achilles at the beginning of the season. But we did have games yesterday. While we was passing around turkey legs and stuffing and biscuits and muffins, teams was handing out ass whoopings. And I'm not going to go in order. We're just going to go. And I'm going to start with the Cowboys. I I, I want to get that one because, uh, you know, uh, it's the Cowboys. And, uh, and again, I'm going to give them a little love. They handle business. They definitely did. Big time win, 45-10 over the Washington Commanders. Dak played flawless, 22 of 32 331 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, wasn't sacked at all. Probably was only hit once or twice. Um, Tony Pollard had another 79 yards on the ground. Uh, played, played well. C.D. Lamb, 53 yards in the touchdown. Brandon Cook, 72 yards in the touchdown. Kevon Turpin also had a touchdown um, in there for 34 yards. So, again, great team effort. Played well. Rico Dow got in there off the screen as well. So, I definitely thought they played well. Uh, as a unit, defense flew around Dewan, 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 or Deron Bland. My apologies, sir. Deron Bland, now NFL record holder for most interceptions returns in the season. With five, seven interceptions total, five returns to the house. Uh, incredible season for him. Um, I'll, just to piggyback on that, uh, for people who don't know, Dick Knight Train Lane, is a cornerback from back in the day, played for the Rams back in the day. He has the record for the most interceptions in the season. 14. Would you rather have 14 interceptions in the season or would you rather have seven interceptions with five of them to the house? Again, though, Deron Bland isn't season isn't over, so I'm just it's just food for thought because I'm not sure he's going to get the 14 interceptions, but he could get another maybe pick or two to the crib. So we saying seven, eight picks to the house. With you know what I'm saying? With with nine interceptions. 
that could be yeah that could be Manny. But uh, that's that's something we'll talk about when I when I have my guests here because well that's more of an end of the season thing. But fourteen interceptions is something else, and five interceptions to the crib uh, is definitely nothing to snicker at if I say so myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the Cowboys handle business, and on the other end, uh, again Sam Howe did the best he could with what he's given. But I don't really know. Again, man, I don't know if it, it, obviously the defense giving up all of those plays makes it hard for the offense to even have balance. But Brian Robinson, fifteen Ks, fifty three yards, three point five a pop. Little, not not what you want ideally, but still got a little bit of movement. But again, when you can't really run consistently, and then you got another team running away on you, you kind of get away from your run plays. Um, Sam Howell was twenty eight for forty four, three hundred yards. No touchdowns, one pick, sacked four times, hit more times than that. He did a lot of running, ran the touchdown in um, for the game uh, on a 12-yard run. Curtis Samuel played well. Um, Terry McLaurin played solid, 50 uh, 50 yards on four catches. Dobson, 50 yards on five catches. And Curtis Samuel, 100 yards on nine catches. Um, The guys are talented. They got a nice receiving core. I like it. Uh, I just think it's got to, I don't know, they just got to put it together. I think they got nice weapons. You got to go out and get more than 10 points. Again, that's a little bit on the enemy. But again, when they take away your run plays because you're getting your ass whooped, it, it makes the play calling just a little bit harder. So I definitely do think that's been a problem all year, though. They've been real up and down with the play calling, with the points, with the offensive consistency and defensive consistency. Next game, though. I talk about obviously we're gonna save the Niners for last. Man, the Lions and the Packers. I'm gonna start off by saying my homie Jay Ledge, avid Packer fan, big time Packer fan. He literally said to the homies before before the game started, we was having our little session. We was all on FaceTime chopping it up before the game. And he literally was saying, Hey, look, I ain't saying we gonna make the playoffs. He said, but we could go make the playoffs start a run now. He said, but one thing I know we're not going to do, we're not losing to the Lions twice in one year. And he said that, we all kind of giggled because we all thought he was lying. Damn it, he wasn't lying. Uh, <laughs> Packers went out there and got it done. And the score, the score is close. When you look at the score, 29-22, the score looks close. But the Packers dominated this game. The first play of the game was a 50-yard bomb to Christian Watson. 53 yards to be exact, but a 50-yard bomb to Christian Watson. DJ said the tone who had his best game of the season. Uh, five catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, I thought he played extremely well. Um, and then Reed is becoming just a, a playmaker in his own. He also had two carries for 16 yards, another four catches, 34 yards, and a touchdown. The rookie craft, backup rookie tight end, not even a starter. Musgrave was injured, didn't know it, had him on my fantasy, killed me, got me zero points, and I could have started craft and got a touchdown at the least. But, uh, Shout out to them again with no Aaron Jones, man. This is two wins in a row for the Packers. Um, them guys gave up on Jordan Love pretty quickly around the league, man. People in the people around the league, people around the NFL, couple people that you'll see on the internet, they gave up on Jordan Love pretty quickly, bro. And again, I'm not saying that they won't lose next week. I'm saying this guy needs some time if he can get consistent play out of his wide receivers. Mainly Christian Watson, who they brought there to be the number one to be this big playmaker threat. I think this guy will be all right. Again, he's depending on three guys who are either in their first or second year in the league. And except for at running back. 
but all weapons he throw the ball to first second year guys both tight ends Musgrave and Kraft are, are rookies Watson's a what second year guy Dobbs a second year guy and now Reed who's like the star who's been picking it up more and more he's a rookie so excuse me I definitely think this team's got something to build on and Jordan Love played well 22 for 32 268 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Wasn't sacked at all. Got rid of the ball. Also had a nice 37-yard scamper on him uh, later in the game. I thought the Packers handled it well. Um, as far as the Lions, man, Jared Goff had a not a terrible night, but a rough night. He protected the ball as far as not throwing any interceptions. But sacked three times, fumbled three times. Got one back, lost two. One was one led to a touchdown. Uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown. The other one led to points as well. Um, it was rough. There was a little bit of Hendon Hooker uh, chance in the background. Obviously, I'm not going that far yet. But again, they drafted my guy for a reason because they're going when when Hendon Hooker takes over, you'll see Jamison Williams Williams start to take over. Um, they're going to go hand and foot together because Jared Goff can't throw the deep ball, and Jamison Williams is uh, is a, not just a deep ball extraordinaire. He can run all the routes. But once he can get that deep ball to start threatening his DBs to back up, then he can really open up the route tree. But, yeah, they were calling for Hendon Hooker again. I'm not going that far. But, yeah, Jared Goff had a rough had a rough outing. Um, had a couple bad reads, couple tough, a couple tough throws. But, um, again, running game was there. Jameer Gibbs, 11 for 54. Montgomery, 15 for 71. Montgomery got in the end zone. Honor Ross St. Brown had 95 yards. Khalif Raymond had another 90. Jamison Williams had 51. And then the rookie sound Laporta 47 with a touchdown. They played all right. Uh, again, though, Packers just played better football, man. Played better. They couldn't get to Jordan Love. Uh, that was obviously a problem. And if the Lions have any problem on defense, is they don't have anybody to get after the quarterback but A.D. Hutchinson. But they've said they're just waiting on James Houston, the fifth, to get back, who had eight sacks in seven games last year for them. And they said once he get back, we'll have that other pass rusher. It will be on point. So we're hoping they get him back sooner rather than later so that he can help out. But uh, they're definitely going to need some help uh, for sure, for sure, helping out on defense to get a pass rush because I ain't going to lie. Jordan Love was clean in that pocket. Rarely had to get flushed out. If it was, it was Hutchinson. You just roll out the other way and, and make a make a completion, man. But uh, it was definitely a big win for the Packers. Keeps hope a lot for them as they're in the wild card spot, dog. You definitely needed that big win. Again, they showed up right on time. You can't, you couldn't ask for nothing more better than that. Again, still couldn't really run the ball. When they get a healthy Aaron Jones, I think those problems will subside when he comes back. But as of now, man, it was a solid game. They still tried to run the ball. Again, Jordan Love played better, but I think the receivers played better. I think Jordan Love's been playing like this all year. A couple of Aaron throws, that happens. Still with a young quarterback as far as repetitions. But I definitely think when the receivers catch the football like they did yesterday, makes his job easy. And he looks better. They just have to catch the football. So, big win for the Packers. Um, again, you know I'm Detroit all day. That's my gang. So, I definitely wanted those guys to win. But, uh, man, it was a couple fun facts. You know, I'm always bringing fun facts. Detroit hasn't won a Thanksgiving game in eight seasons. They are 0-8 in their last Thanksgiving games. And they've never beat the Packers two times in a season. Unless they beat them both times last year, and I don't think they did. But I could be wrong. They could have. 
I think they might have did, and that was the first time since super long ago. But again, when they played on Thursday on Thanksgiving, they lost. So those are some of the little fun facts that I had went to go see. Um, those are some of the things I would have noticed when I was making my picks. So again, I probably would have said I'm rooting for the Lions, but I would probably say take the Packers. But that was definitely a good outing for Jordan Love, one of his better outings uh, since early in the year. So they definitely needed that win. Definitely was a spark for the guys. And we'll see if that um can help push. Because, again, Rashawn Gary, three sacks, two forced fumbles. He played his ass off. And it's a year to a year ago today that he, not today, but yesterday, a year ago yesterday was the day he actually tore his ACL in Detroit. So first game back in Detroit in the stadium, you tore your ACL in a year ago to the day. You go out there and cut it up. It's a hell of a hell of a game for him to come back to to re, to revitalize himself on, and had that Packers defense looking legit when they were down a lot of starters. Next, you know I got to talk about the nightcap, man. San Francisco, way to bounce back, gentlemen. Three straight losses. Y'all had us all trying to figure it out. Big Che was on here trying to figure it out. Coach D'Lo, Coach Steele, we was all we was all trying to figure it out. Three games later, three straight wins, back in control of the West, back in back in control of their own destiny. Big game coming up next week. Get some extra days off for it. You can't knock it, man. And Niners went out and got it done last night, and uh, it was thirty-one to thirteen, and. Again, they Purdy threw a pick six, but we'll get into that too. He was 21 for 30, 209 yards, one touchdown, one interception to pick six, and sacked one time as well. But here was a man of the yard, Christian McCaffrey, 19 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns, also another five catches for 25 yards. And your boy Debo, you know how he do it, four carries as well, got in the end zone, and also had another seven catches for 79 yards. you got in the end zone as well. Um, I mean, you got in the end zone as well on, on receiving touchdown. Uh, defense played lights out, sacked Geno six times, also picked them off as well. Um, kept the rookie Zach Charbonnet uh, uh, real low in his rushing. Kept DK under 50 yards. Jackson Smith and Jigba under 50 yards. Tyler Lockett was, was barely around. Um, these guys played well. They played extremely well. Defense flies around. And... um. Again, the the Chase Young pickup is big. You see the way the pressure rotates. You see the way they get at the quarterbacks. And it inspires everybody when you get in, man. When you know that the guy behind you is going to go hard, it, it make you want to get back in. It's like, but I get to really enjoy my breath and realize that the guy behind me really going to hold it down for me. So I do think that's a fun one. I do think their friends having fun. Steve Wilkes is having fun. They getting back to it. The Chase Young pickup was 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 big time. Now what I will say is, um, the interception he threw was a little bit behind. It was tipped, but like those are gonna like those are gonna have to be the ways teams are going to have to be in these games. Y'all gonna have to force him to make a mistake because if you just sit back and keep it basic, he gonna pick you apart. And not only is he good at picking you apart, the offensive coordinator. Is that great at picking people apart with his play calling? So I do think you have to, you have to hope he makes a mistake, has some errant throws, 
a couple players had a drop seat. You know, it's going it's going to take those things because when Purdy's on, and again, this wasn't a perfect night, but you can see when he's on, he's on. He makes the throws. He can buy a little time rolling out and uh, making things happen. So I definitely think, uh, again, if you want to try to make something happen, you're going to have to be opportunistic. You're going to have to make him make a mistake and not wait for him to make a mistake. You know how it's like he's inexperienced. He's going to wait for him to make a mistake. Now you have to force him to make mistakes. If you don't force Brock Purdy to make mistakes, he's probably really not going to make mistakes. And in the games they lost, majority of those teams forced him to make mistakes by the things they were doing. But again, everybody not capable of doing that. So that's the that's what makes this league fun. You know what I'm saying? Like the Cowboys, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't say it, but they're 8-1 against teams without a winning record. So again, they whoop teams without winning records. They're 0-2 this year against teams with winning records. And they only played the they played the Niners and the Eagles. And they lost both games. So again, they get another crack at the Eagles. So it's fine and dandy. But again, we know the Cowboys are a good team. But we know when the Cowboys game matters. In the playoffs, that's when it matters. So as far as the Niners, it don't matter until the playoffs start. They kind of in that same boat with the Cowboys. Not as like shut up and you feel me who and do your thing, but it's like, hey, y'all gotta bring it. We see it. Y'all look this good. Y'all got all these weapons, all these gadgets. Quarterback healthy. Like we don't want to hear anything when it's winning time. Same with the Cowboys. Y'all look this good. Y'all got all these players breaking these records, doing these amazing things. When the money on the line, we need to see y'all. We need to see y'all holding it down, dog. And uh, y'all gonna have ample. Ample opportunity to get it done. Ample opportunity to get it done. Um, because I do think y'all going to link up again very soon. I do think it's possible. Um, again, and whether it's to go to the Super Bowl or to go to the NFC Championship game, y'all, Dallas will have to play either Philly or Frisco. Dallas will have to play one of those teams to get to the Super Bowl, if not both of them. So, same with the Niners. They're going to have to play Philly or Dallas. And, again, Detroit, is, is, is we won't know until the time comes. But you're going to have to play one of those teams when it's winning time, and we'll see if those guys can show up. I'm definitely excited, though. Uh, <laughs> and, again, they gave us three games for Thanksgiving. And for Black Friday, they said, you know what? Let's just throw them a Black Friday game. We get a game tonight, y'all. Dolphin, not even tonight. At noon. So, by the time I drop this, it's going to be time to do what we do. This game will be tipping off. And it's Dolphins-Jets, and it's on Amazon Prime today at noon. Y'all know I'm taking the Dolphins. 73 Dolphins on the road, taking on the 4-6 and six Jets. Told y'all, Tim Doyle starting. I don't expect Tim Doyle to do no more than what Zach Wilson was doing. Maybe his scores might be closer if he don't turn the ball over and stuff and get strip sacked like Zach Wilson was doing. And maybe instead of losing by 17, you lose by 13. You lose by 10. But the Jets aren't going anywhere with this type of quarterback play. And I don't know what quarterback outside of Aaron Rodgers would have been able to make this look better. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely taking uh, the Dolphins. And that's the, that's the game. We got that today at noon. Um, and then the Sunday games, you know, we'll start 
with my damn Titans at home taking on the one and nine Panthers. We three and seven. Will the Thrill Levis gets another start. Verbal job safe. Let's let's see what we can do again. Just continue to build on Levis. Two touchdowns last week. No interceptions last week. Still has a very, very nice touchdown to interception ratio. Still very protective with the ball. Ran a little bit last week. Still want to see some more design plays. He got to use those legs a little bit more um, just to get those people, just to, man, get the D-lineman off your man from pinning their ears back and just rushing crazy at you. You start running around. Now you got them rushing with their eyes a little bit more. Give yourself a little more time in the pocket. Um, again, we're going up against another rookie. It's going to be a rookie-on-rookie rookie battle. Again, you're not benching Bryce Young. He ran one pick one. You go as the team goes. You go out there and spin. We should get this win. But, again, I, as a fan, I want us to win the game. But as a Titan and as a sports guy and knowing what the draft has, we should lose this game. We shouldn't try to win another game. If we can finish the season three and whatever, I'd be fine. That'd give us, a, at a very minimum, a top 10 pick in the draft. Top 10 pick. We got a chance at one of three players on offense. I mean, we obviously, we would need, we need, we need a lot. But I'm saying, as far as to help out our quarterback, we need another wide receiver. And it's at least three receivers, I feel like, that can go three pass catchers. Because one of them ain't a receiver. But there's three pass catchers that can go in that top 10 that I wouldn't mind my Titans getting. But, again, I do think we go ahead and beat the Panthers because the Panthers have looked terrible this year. Uh, so, yeah, tighten up, you busy. And then uh, Sunday at 1, got Chiefs, 73 Chiefs traveling to Vegas, take on the 5-6 and six Raiders. Raiders are still alive, still in the playoff hunt. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough one, man. Uh, Kansas City coming off of a loss to Philly. Definitely don't think they want to lose two in a row. I definitely think the Antonio Pierce-Lay Raiders are going to give a, a great battle. Just like they even tried to give it to the Dolphins last week. It was tough. Dolphins got the win. I think Chiefs get the win again on the road, but I definitely think this is a, a tough battle. And um, I think the Raiders give it give it all give it all they got. Aiden O'Connell, I think, he even plays a little bit better against a tough defense like Kansas City has. But I think he gonna, he's going to play a little bit better, and the game could be a little bit more interesting than what everybody expects. Next, we got Bucks coats uh, Bucks at home, Colts. I mean, Bucks on the road, Colts at home. I'm taking the Buccaneers on the road. The Colts are sneakily in the playoffs right now. If the playoffs started, the Colts would make it in the AFC. It's freaking crazy. But I've been saying all year, Gardner Minshew is like the best backup quarterback in the league, and it's showing with just his play um, right now. And he's got this coach team still playing well. Uh, uh, Josh Downs, the receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, the running backs. Uh, Moss and uh, ooh, Taylor, they uh, yeah, they doing their thing, man. They doing their thing. Uh, they're still a good team, but I'm taking the Bucks. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Baker Mayfield, get it done. Uh, Jags, Texans. Surprisingly, this is a this is a game you might want to watch. Uh, I hope they tie. But um, I'm gonna say Jags win out on the road. Uh, Texans beat them earlier this season already. So I definitely think they split. I'm taking the Jags on the road. But this is a this is a game for the Texans. If the Texans end the season with 10 or 11 wins, uh, I'm saying this now. Uh, uh, CJ Stroud might should be MVP of the league. I don't even know what his stats going to look like. But if the Texans win 10 or 11 games in the MVP race is this, is this weekly bounce around that we've been doing 
where every week has been a new MVP front runner because all the teams are playing about even at the quarterback position of the winning teams. Bro, get that thing to CJ Stroud. Let him be the first rookie to win MVP since Lawrence Taylor and uh, Jim Brown, one of those guys. It had to be one of them that won rookie of the MVP. They're the only people that got that type of skill. But uh, I think they should probably give it to him. But Jags, Texans, this is actually going to be a good fucking game. And now I digress. I just went from this is going to be a good game to this is going to be a trash game. Two and eight Patriots traveling to New York to take on the three and eight Giants. Uh, you already know, man. Toilet bowl, trash bowl, whatever you want to call it. No, no knock on either team. They're just not doing what they need to be doing right now. Belichick is on a on a on a surprising hot seat, but I wouldn't even call it a hot seat. Um, if Belichick want to cut, he can cut. If he don't want to leave, they're not gonna make him leave. But I definitely think this is a game the Patriots need to win. They haven't picked a starting quarterback yet. But there's no way y'all go out there and lose to Danny DeVito. You can't do that. It's just not allowed. That's why Jack Del Rio had to get fired. Because there's no way you lose to that guy like that. So you definitely had to get fired. So again, Patriots got to get it done. You can't lose to Danny DeVito. A rookie, quarter, a rookie undrafted at that. And that's no knock on him. He played well last week versus the Commanders. But... Yeah, Patriots, go get it done. Uh, then we got five and five Saints taking on the four and six Falcons. Falcons at home. I'm taking the Falcons at home, man. Um, Derek Carr probably coming off an injury, coming off a concussion, and his shoulder. Uh, Desmond Ritter is officially going to be the starting quarterback coming off of this bye week. I think they're going to have a really, really good game plan. I think we're going to see some better Desmond Ritter and probably going to see the best Desmond Ritter for the second half of the season. They got a little time to talk it over with him, what they want to do, probably talk about things he liked. What plays he do like, what plays he don't like. And let's get a good feel for him. He'll come out and have a big game. And I guarantee you they feature B. John Robinson. They're going to cut B. John Robinson loose in the second half of the season. And he goes out and dominates. Falcons at home. Then Steelers, Bengals. I'm taking the Steelers on the road. Man, Bengals are about to start Jake Browning. This guy will get his first start in NFL history. Uh, he came in and, and, and cleaned up duty for the Bengals. Didn't play bad, but no T. Higgins on Sunday as well. No T. Higgins, no Joe Burrow. Steelers just fired Matt Canada. I expect their offense to look a little bit better just because, you know, when you fire a coach, you get that little oomph, that little pizzazz. But I'm taking the Steelers on the road. And another from one quarterback that's not playing to another one, 73 Browns traveling to Denver to take on the 5-5 five and five and striding Denver Broncos. And I, just like last week, I'm taking the Broncos again. I think the Browns have a very good defense, but I'm taking the Broncos at home. Dwayne Thompson-Robinson, I think this is going to be a lot. This is going to be one of the better defenses he played against. Um, the Steelers' defense is not bad. They played against last week. He got a big-time win, 13-10. But uh, I think that this Broncos defense is a little bit more opportunistic than the Steelers defense is. Um, I also think this offense is better than the Steelers offense. Uh, I think the Browns are playing better. They're, uh, yeah, they're just they're in, a, they're in a better spot right now. Um, and I definitely think the Broncos go out and get a win at home. You can get over 500, and they are still in the playoff hunt as well. Sean Payton catching stride at the perfect time. You got the 4-6 and six Rams taking on 2-9 and nine Cardinals. Stafford will play again. I'm going to take the Cardinals at home, though, man. Uh, Colin Murray trying to get his second win. Uh, trying to get his legs under him. I think he goes out and handles business and gets it done. I'm taking Cardinals on the road. Uh, and then we got Bills 
at Eagles, six and five Bills. Take on the nine and one Eagles. I want to take the Bills, and I don't know why. It just feels like after a game like last week, this is how a game the Eagles will come in and have a letdown to a team that's not playing well, but is a talented team to say the least. And this is the type of team that Philly will come in and play flat on. I'm taking Philly to win still. But keep an eye out on this Bills-Eagles game, man. I think the Bills are going to try to match the Eagles' physicality. And that could work if the, if the Bills do it correctly. But uh, I'm still going to take the Eagles, man. And we got the 8-3 Ravens taking on the 4-6 and six Chargers. I told y'all I thought Joe uh, Staley would be, be fired off already. Surprisingly, he's not. Um, he probably going to wish he would have because he's not going to want to be a part of Lamar Jackson and them going to do to him on Sunday night. 8-3 <laughs> Ravens, 4-6 and six Chargers. Chargers at home. I'm taking the Ravens in the landslide. Uh, and I hope not because I got Josh. I got, uh, I got Justin Herbert on my fantasy. So maybe hopefully he throw two or three. But I'm truly, truly not sure because uh, this Ravens team is legit. This is one of the best five teams in the NFL. Um, and they have one of the best three defenses in the NFL. And... Uh, Herbert will see it. They're going to have their hands full on Sunday. And then last but not least, least the Monday nighter, the three and eight Bears taking on the six and five Minnesota Vikings. I'm taking the Bears on the road. Uh, not me, apologies. I'm taking the Vikings at home. Uh, Josh Dobbs ain't did nothing wrong, man. That boy playing his ass off. Um, somebody going to pay him to be their backup quarterback if it's not the Vikings. It'll be one of the other three teams that he was on already this year balling for. Uh, but I definitely thought he's made himself some money. And, hell, the Vikings are in the, in the in the playoffs right now, are in the playoff hunt right now as well. So, hell, you go from, man, non-playoff team to playoff team, dog, and and you were still playing good even on the non-playoff team. So now you got a team with a chance. Let's see what y'all do. Get to 7-5. and five, And, hell, you never know, man. Mike Josh Dobbs could be the future answer for the Vikings. <laughs> but, again, Vikings at home Monday night, Vikings Bears. Those are all the games, man, because we had three games yesterday. Um, I will be brief for college football. I won't be too long because I'm kind of sad. And uh, I'll start with Florida State, man. Uh, I didn't talk about our game last week as a game to watch because we played against Northern Alabama, so I knew we would blow them out. But what I didn't know is our starting quarterback, Jordan Travis would break his leg in the game in the second quarter, bro. Out for the season, career over. He was already a fifth-year senior at the university, so he officially played his last game for us. This one hurt, man. Not only did this hurt because he's really hurting, man. He's a fine young gentleman, and he grew on me as a player. And now his draft stock plummets because he won't be ready by the time next season starts. So he's in the same thing Hendon Hooker happened to Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker played himself into a late first-round pick, hurt himself the last two, three games of the season, and fell to the fourth, fifth round. And I think the same thing happened to Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis was a sixth-round, seventh-round, undrafted project quarterback. And over the last three years at Florida State, he's grown himself into a second-round pick, you know what I'm saying, mid-to-late second-round pick. And even with the year this year, maybe somebody took a flyer on him in the back end of the first, but I'm going to say a mid to second round pick. Your, breaking your leg with three games left in the season, man, now you go from that to now they're going to find out how long it's going to take you to heal. 
And if you ain't, if you're not a mentally smart player when you start going to these meetings and stuff, you probably won't be drafted and you'll be a walk on and we're going to hope the best for you. But if not, maybe you get on as a sixth, seventh round pick and you try to develop on somebody's roster. But it sucks to see him go down like that. Uh, it was terrible. Um, but again, we did get the win uh, over Northern Alabama, but we took a bigger loss in that win, man. So speedy recovery to Jordan Travis. Blessings and, and well wishes to you and all yours, man. Go Seminoles, man. Next, we had that Florida-Georgia game. I mean, not Florida-Georgia. Florida-Missouri said it was going to be a good one. Uh, Missouri ended up winning that game 33-31. It was a doozy. Washington State-Oregon State. I mean, Washington and Oregon was a doozy. 22-20. Hell of a game. Michael Penix Jr., probably his worst game as a collegiate quarterback. 13 for 28, 162 yards, two touchdowns. But again, two touchdowns. He threw them when it mattered. And Romeo with Doozy is looking like a first-round wide receiver as well. The University of Washington's wide receiver looking like he's trying to make him a case to be a first-round wide receiver as well. Uh, you also had uh, Utah get thrust by Arizona. Arizona's been a sneaky good team all year, kind of up and down, but more up than down um, as of late. And they go out and get a big win, 42-18. to 18. You also had Michigan and Maryland play a doozy, 31 to 24. Maryland always plays these guys really, really well. Uh, Talia Vailonga, Talia, Tua Vailonga, Tua. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tua, little brother. <laughs> Tua, little brother, Talia, uh, was definitely playing well. Definitely was trying to shred that defense. Uh, interception late kind of cost him. And then. Louisville goes out and gets a stunning win over University of Miami, bro. Big time win. I don't know if y'all watched that game. It was a doozy. Uh, Louisville now advances to the AC Championship game in two weeks to play uh, yours truly, the Florida State Seminoles. But we will be Jordan Travis, Jordan Travis list. Um, and it sucks, but hey, it is what it is. We're going to get into the games this week. I got a couple games for y'all this week. That y'all gonna tune into, and y'all let me know. Rivalry, rivalry week, so it's a lot of rivalry games. You got the Iron Bowl, number eight Alabama ten and one taking on six and five Auburn tomorrow twelve thirty. So boom, boom, shakalaka. You also got number five Florida State. We moved down one from four to five because our quarterback got hurt. So Washington is now in the fourth spot, and they will make the playoffs. And they do that because they're assuming we gonna either lose to Florida this week. Are we going to lose to Louisville in the ACC championship game because of our said quarterback being out? But if we go and win both these games versus both these teams, I do think we deserve our spot back over the University of Washington, especially if we're convincing wins. So we will see how that works. But we played them uh, in Florida this year. I mean, in Gainesville, because we're both from Florida, but in the swamp, in Gainesville, uh, number five, Florida State, taking on five and six, Florida. A lot of rivalry games. Number 25, Tulane, 10 and 1, taking on 8 and 3, University of Texas, San Antonio. Uh, that game is today, though. Today at 12 30. We got a lot of games on today. I told y'all the U and Boston College is playing right now. Um, there's a few other games on right now as well. Temple is playing right now. Yeah, handful, handful of games. But again, uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, 8 and 3, taking on number 23, ranked Tulane, they 10 and 1. Also today at 1 p.m. CBS, number nine, Missouri, taking on Arkansas. Again, Arkansas record ain't that good, but they play teams well. SEC football, 
you would know you're always ready for an upset. Penn State, Michigan State play today. Penn State number 11 at 9-2, taking on 4-7 and seven, Michigan State, 430. Texas and Texas Tech versus Texas in the uh, Red, Red River shootout or Red River rivalry. Yeah, there's just the shootout because the rivalry is Oklahoma and Texas. There's just the shootout because um, guns, longhorns in Texas. Yeah. Red Raiders and, and whatever. Y'all know what I'm saying. 430 today, Texas Tech versus Texas. Another doozy we're going to have coming down the pipeline. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 Oregon and Oregon State, number 16 ranked. Oregon State, 8-3 and three on the road, taking on number 6 ranked. Oregon, the Ducks, it's going to be a good game. Um. Uh, ten and one Oregon State. That come on at five thirty on Fox. Bo Nicky Heisman, a candidate Heisman hopeful candidate, going out there trying to get it done against DJ Uyunglele and the Oregon State Beavers. It's gonna be a physical, physical game. Two of the better defenses in the uh, Pac-12, down there in the country, gonna be getting down today five thirty. A lot of games today, y'all. I have a few other games that's gonna be on that I ain't even mentioned, but those are some of the main ones. Then tomorrow's games, Kentucky. On the road, taking on Louisville. Again, Louisville 10-1. Already punched their ACC ticket. So they're just trying to uh, solidify their ranking and stay a top-10 team, uh, which could be a, a very, very good thing for them. Um, obviously, Ohio State versus Michigan. It's going down the Rose Bowl game tomorrow, 9 a.m., bright and early on Fox. Number two versus number three. Um, shall be a doozy. Texas A&M versus LSU. I forgot to mention the Texas A&M. Fired Jimbo Fisher ass. Y'all know I don't like Jimbo because the way he did us. But let me tell y'all something about Jimbo. Do you know how much money it costed for them to buy him out? To buy him out, it costed a hundred, not hundred. It costed seventy-six million dollars. Seventy-six million dollars for them to fire him as early as they did because he had just signed an extension, and he's the highest one. With another, with other, I think other notable names you guys know, Gus Malzahn of Auburn, when he got fired most recently from Auburn, twenty-one million dollars. Charlie Weiss from Notre Dame a few years ago, back when Charlie was first left Notre Dame, nineteen million. Willie Taggart, former Florida State head coach before Mike Norvell took over, we fired him after two seasons, eighteen million dollars. And Tom Hermans, who transfer, who signed to Texas at the Turner University of Houston up, they had to buy him out for $15 million. So, again, man, paying all these coaches to turn your program around could cost you even more money to get them out of there when they're not turning your program around. And Jimbo made a lot of money going and coming from Texas A&M. Um, but, again, yeah, uh, that, that's going to be a good game as well. I think A&M will play LSU well. But, yeah, I had to talk about Jimbo taking that money. And then Unk play um, tomorrow as well. Unk, I'm talking prime. They play at noon tomorrow on the Pac-12 Network. They play against Utah. Again, man, this is one of those winnable games for Unk. We're trying to get the six wins, Unk. I said six to nine wins is a good year. Again, four wins is better than one. But I want six, man. We still got a chance to get there. So let's get it, Unk. Uh, who else we got? Arizona, Arizona State. Should be a decent game. Washington State versus Washington. The battle of the black quarterbacks, Michael Penix Jr. and Cam Ward of Washington State. They'll get down tomorrow, 1 p.m. on Fox. Notre Dame and Stanford. I'm only mentioning that because Stanford, that receiver, Eric Maynor, 
that boy something cold. <laughs> I mean, that's 4 p.m. on Pac-12 Network as well. Um, and those are some of the big games for the weekend, man. Um, it's going to be a doozy, man. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to y'all. It's definitely going to be fun. Again, prayers out to Jordan Travis, man. That was tough. This was definitely, and I hate to sound like one of these guys, but this was definitely our year. And I'm not even going to say to win the whole thing, but to go to the playoffs and have that chance. You just want to get to the playoffs. Only four teams get a chance to make it. You just want to be one of them four because after that, anything is possible. You feel me? So it sucks that he went down. Uh, I hated he had to go down and the fashion he went down. I'm happy the team rallied behind him and got a win. But, man, it's going to take a lot for us to be able to make up make up for it, to get that four spot back from Washington. Only way we get the spot back is if Washington loses. And then, again, with the way they're talking about how bad they think we – they already thought we were bad. They already didn't – they already were saying they would rather put one lost Bama, one lost Ohio State, one lost Michigan in over us because they know Michigan and Ohio State got to lose. They play each other. One of them got to lose. So they saying they'd rather put one of them teams in one loss than us going undefeated like we haven't been impressive this season. Yeah, we had some close games, but who the hell haven't? Everybody had close games. But, again, it is what it is. I ain't really tripping. Um, Like I said, we only can control what we control, so we're going to do our part and uh, make it do what it do at the two. Um, and again, that Tulane and uh, University of Texas San Antonio game tip off in about 20 minutes. So, again, Michael Pratt, bruh, all-time leading passer at Tulane. Um, I'm a fan of him because of the running back, Spears. That's how I even learned about the running back, Spears. The Platt dude played against Oklahoma like two years ago. Lit him up. Been a fan ever since. Um, but, yeah, tune into that. Again, the U is on right now. I keep saying that because I was watching them before I started the potty. So I know that game on uh, Memphis and Temple is on right now as well. That's another game that's on. That's uh, doing pretty solid right now, too. Uh, you also got Iowa versus Nebraska, TCU versus Oklahoma. So we got a couple good games on already going. They All of them about in there, coming up to the end. Some of the games uh, might even go to overtime. I see Nebraska and Iowa and number 17 ranked Iowa, 9-2, taking on unranked Nebraska, 5-10. It's a tie game. With 30 seconds left, Nebraska got it, trying to score. So, again, um, this could potentially be a game that's going overtime or Nebraska wins it on something crazy. Uh, but uh, And Nebraska quarterback is Purdy's little brother. Crazy. This is one of those fun facts that's for y'all out there that, you know, Niner fans that like to dig into your quarterback's history, future. Yeah, Purdy's little brother is the quarterback for Nebraska as well. And uh, the coach is Matt Roos, former Baylor head coach, former Panther head coach. I said he was going to probably win five or six games for his team this year and make a bowl game his first year because he's a great college coach, and I think Nebraska will be back in another season or two uh, under his ring, under his wing and under his reign. I think he can uh, definitely make it happen. Um, but, again, if you ain't doing nothing, turn into some of these games. Tune into the games that come on later. And then Saturday, get ready for the doozies. Don't forget about the primetime game at noon. Uh, should be underway about now. Um, again, man, I, I'll see y'all next week on Thursday, dog. Again, I love y'all. I love everybody who supports. Shout out to everybody, whatever you listen on. Again, please share this. Like it. Subscribe to it. Man, I know y'all got friends and family members who listen to sports stuff. Just give them this. Just tell them to tune into it one time when they're riding in the car, listening to the radio, at the gym, working out. 
Keep your boy listen. I got good time, good content, good sports content. Uh, again, thank y'all for everything. Love y'all. Love peace and hair grease. Love live life and Tupac. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast. It's your boy D Wood, and you know what I just did. I just brought the wood. Peace. <laughs>